Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. John is on the road today, so I'm going to hear a little bit of road noise, but uh, we're glad he could yep. make it to the show. How you doing, man? I'm Bluetoothing, man. I'm doing good. Good. Good, you gotta, good. you got to love the built-in Bluetooth in these, these new cars. It makes a big difference. Yeah, you said you were off to the bank, which is two and a half hours away. I really think you should bank somewhere closer. Well, you know, when you move, sometimes the, the, the facilities aren't there that you need. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change banks, but as it is now, I gotta drive forever to get to my freaking branch. How could it be so hard to switch? <laughs> That's crazy. It's not hard. It's just a matter of being lazy and not having the motivation to do it. Oh. Of course, this drive is now motivating me. So, bet <laughs> <laughs> <That> it is. <laughs> Three hours. Yeah. Oh my god. Yuck. Oh, but not well. the, you, how, often do you, how often do you really have to go into the bank? I mean, I thought, okay, it's going to be easy because everything you can do, you can do mobile, you can do it online. You know, one thing you have to go into the bank for happens once or twice a year, and of course it's happening today. <laughs> it's true, though. I guess most of it's online. That's good. And if you've got a bank machine around, you can always use that instead of having to go in. Huh. That's right. Well, enjoy. I'm sure it's a wonderful day for a long drive. Um, <laughs> beautiful day. There you go. Good. Um, so I put together the notes for our show today, and, and uh, one thing I wanted to start with was something I thought was really quite interesting. A um, uh, colleague of mine, in, uh, except he's in the interior design world, he, uh, he got a big um, account with Lamborghini. And uh, as a result of this account... Somehow he made a, a deal where um, they lent him and uh, some colleagues some of the new cars for a road trip, and uh, <laughs> he, he yes, yeah, pretty cool and eh? on bad perk. But anyway, um, he he was saying that uh, it was it's been very interesting on this road trip. He had the strangest things happen, and it's all because he had something so expensive. He had his car, and and one of the things that happened is a, a person on a bike when they were stopped at a stoplight, actually pulled up in front of their car, got off their bike, and tried to convince them to help fund his friend's surgery for 300000 bucks. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is okay. with that? <laughs> and and wow. other, lots of other weird, weird things where people were just obviously... Um, thinking these guys have money i'm gonna ask them for it it's just it's so it must be really weird to be that rich i mean he's not obviously he's I mean, he's doing well but he's not that rich 
but it's it's a, what a, a peak onto that other side, eh? Well, does he need to hire anybody? Can we can we go to work for him? I'm sure he pays good. It's, oh wait, that's right, he's just alone. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I mean, I've known a couple people with, with cars like that, and they always said that they hated driving it after a while. It was neat at the beginning, and then they hated it because it was just too much attention. Um, yeah. Oh, hmm. poor guys. Must be I'll rough. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Let me drive it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just it was interesting and uh, pretty funny. But um, I know you must have covered Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To just tie this back into SEO somehow. So, what kind of perks have you gotten on the job for, in the, as an SEO? What kind of things have you have you gotten any interesting perks in your career? Hmm. Kind of scowling right now because I think I don't get any really. But um, I guess ah, I mean the perks were earlier on, like things like going to the Google parties and stuff, you know. And uh, that, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I haven't got any, like, perks where people... I mean, Google will send us stuff occasionally, you know, but it's like, this isn't one of those industries where people are giving you presents and gifts and stuff that I'm aware of. So that's kind of out of the box. That's kind of odd that somebody actually got that. Oh, you mean got to borrow those? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was... It's also highly promoted. It was a promoted road trip, so it's... it's uh, it's win-win for both the Lamborghini well, so and it was, Oh, so it was content marketing. You got it. <laughs> yeah, all right. That makes more sense. All right. I mean, look, look what's happening now. We're talking about them, right? Exactly. All, those, all right. All those people who hadn't thought of ever buying a Lamborghini thought, hey, I'm going to go buy one now. They're listening to our show. Or they're going to link a, link to the to our show or link to his site saying, this guy got to borrow a Lamborghini. Exactly. <laughs> content marketing. There you go. Uh, it, it's it's yet another fantastic content strategy shared from SEO 101. There you go. Yeah. Get, get a name brand luxury automobile client and then borrow one of their cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that as we speak. Um, uh, I'm going to actually start talking to Rolex this week. Maybe I can... <laughs> no. Who else can we get to is the... the uh, Free airfare. We can talk to Delta. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a new strategy here. This is good. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure whether we actually covered this on another show. It seems odd that we wouldn't, but did we already cover that Yahoo directory closed? I don't think we mentioned it. Um, I think it was on our list to talk about. We didn't get to it. Yeah. It, it, it is such an old... Um, soldier in our world i mean i i just i can hardly believe it closed I'm not that ever i've really used it for years but um i kind of always assumed it's kind of like yahoo finance which still booms it's still very popular i figured it, it still had its place but i guess not do you, do you remember the, the cool glasses on the listings it was like the best thing in the world if you got a listing on the Yahoo directory and they put the little cool glasses next to it oh yes it was like, yes that was like you, you were the rock star if you got the cool glasses. <laughs> I can't say that, I ever did. Sniff. That was the that was the pinnacle of online marketing was the Yahoo Directory cool glasses. You got that, you were the king. <laughs> yeah. You've come a long way. <laughs> I just remember how expensive they were. They were just ridiculous, you know. Um, they were. They 
what was it? It was a couple hundred bucks a year to be submitted. So you didn't even get, weren't even guaranteed to get listed. You had to pay for submission. And it was a couple hundred bucks, I think. And that was, they didn't even guarantee that they would list you. But no. if you were, if you were lucky, one of the Yahoo editors would find your site and just list it. I actually yeah. had a, my, my very first website got listed that way in, in Yahoo Direct Entry SEO stuff. Yep, so same it, here. it was a kind of a, yeah, it was kind of a, uh, a, a hit and miss game with that directory for sure. Yeah, and then they increased the price to get into the directory to three hundred, so two ninety nine. Yeah, they did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, the reason I brought it up was obviously that it's it's to, to lament, lament it a bit. I might, might have actually mentioned it in one of my my solo shows, <laughs> but um, the reason I brought it up is Eric Ward interviewed a company called Zeef Z E E F on uh, search engine land, I believe, and. Uh, you know, Eric Ward being the link Moses, as he, he likes to call himself. Um, <laughs> he, uh, uh, it was interesting. Zeef is, uh, is from the Netherlands. Um, it's actually uh, Dutch for sift, which is a great idea, actually. Yeah, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> anyways, it, it is uh, attempting to be, and I've never heard this before, the, the ultimate human edit directory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how many have tried and failed? <laughs> well, exactly. And, you know, the, to their credit, they, in the interview, they do bring up DMOZ and, and uh, um, you know, Yahoo and, and these places that that did obviously quite well, but seemed to miss the boat on a couple of things. And they're attempting to re- redo that themselves. Um Anyways, I'm all the power to them. I think if they can do it, that's great. One of the things that, that's setting them apart is they are allowing people to uh, uh, embed their content via widget within their in their articles or whatever it might be, and uh, uh, intriguing. Who knows? I mean, it, I've seen things like that. I just shook my head and I never thought they'd take off, and they did. So uh, I'm going to keep my eye but, on it. So, here, so, so here's a question for you: Do people even use directories anymore? Is there any use for a directory outside of citations and and link authority? Do people use those? I don't. I haven't used a directory in in probably a decade. It seems like. Yeah, and that's why I think. I mean, there, it's very limited how much is showing right now. Um, it's going to have a different a, a different angle. You know, it's not just going to be like Yahoo directory, which is God the most boring thing ever. Um, it was right. that. You know, that had to go. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's you know quote unquote filtering the world's information using human knowledge. Uh, discover, I'm just looking at their site here, uh, you, know, you go to popular subjects like game development. Um, they give an interesting breakdown, like uh, bitmap, these are different categories, all on one page in this sort of tab-like, or not tab-like, uh, uh, kind of like directory-level lists of sprite sheet tools, bitmap compressions, texture tools, character generators. It's a very handy resource. And it's um, a very long page, but it's got a ton of really interesting links. I think this has got some some real legs, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, are there just any, are there any social are there any social elements to it? Do people rate links, or is there anything like that? Or is there any interaction at all? At this point, uh, it shows page views publicly, and it shows clicks publicly. I guess on each link. 
they also have a social bookmark bar, you know, a classic social bookmark bar on the left where you can share galore. And it's one of those ones that follow you. I, you know what? I think, and, and they've got a lot so far, just the game development alone. You know, they just launched, um, you know, 83 likes, 91 tweets, uh, 20 shares on LinkedIn, 12.3 thousand views, 9.3 thousand clicks. Not bad. All right. Yeah. So it's interesting to watch. See what happens. I still think I still personally think the idea of uh, directories as we've known them is, is kind of dead. I'm not sure really if people use that, but if they've got a new twist on it that makes it a valuable resource, it could be interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And and the one thing that they're doing that is supposed to set them apart even more is they are challenging the editors by having more than one editor per area so they compete with information. Um, so for these, example, are, these, are, these, are these user editors or employees as the director? Users. These are, these are people who have volunteered. And they will yeah, potentially... Like the, like the yeah, except potentially they will get a cut of money that does come in from their area. Uh, there's some uh, interesting angles. Uh, in this case, this game development page is by Allison Leo, or I don't know, sure I'm spe- spelling his name right, but pronouncing it, I mean. Um, but it, uh, it, this whole page is devoted to his content, and it's doing well. So, hmm. uh, interesting. I'm going to check it out. I love, if there's something I love to do on my off time, it's clicking on lists and looking at different tools and different it's so much online it just blows my mind and 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 many times i've i've turned what i found into a money maker a tool that helped me um improve a client site or whatever it might have been so you never know can be some great advantages yeah well let's uh take a quick break and we come back uh got a little information on mobile phone calls and uh well we got lots of questions too i've managed to scrape together today seo 101 will be back right after recess whether you are an online business or domain name investor you need access to the best names with over 270 million domains already registered Finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. 
When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, uh, one of the articles I saw, it was about mobile phone calls and how search campaigns are not tracked 54% of the time you know, in terms of how many phone calls come through, <clears throat> what happens offline. So let's say you do an AdWords campaign. Um, how many people are actually just calling you based on that ad campaign? Uh, and interestingly enough, again, at the time, this is not being tracked by agencies. Uh, Personally, they don't because the extra cost involved in having call tracking, or even if we recommend it, their systems in place don't properly track where the referral came from. Um, now, John, you've had a lot of experience in, in, in medium-sized markets before you jumped into advanced internet. What was your experience in this area? So I, I agree. I, I think there's, there's not enough people doing it, and there's there's a there's some interesting problems doing it too because. There's people that are doing it, but they're doing it wrong. They're doing it in ways that actually end up hurting their their businesses from a local search perspective. There's actually some companies out there, um, and I won't name names at this point, but uh, there's some some uh, local search companies that pretty much span the market and come in and do all these automated local search programs, and they're really cheap. And one of the things they do is they invoke call tracking numbers and they, they basically replicate the client's website with call tracking numbers. They put the, the new website in all of the citations with the call tracking numbers. So now there's duplicate information. It, it, it's a, it, it can be a mess if you try this and you do it wrong. But it's really, really valuable if you do it right to understand, you know, how your marketing is working. And it's not just paid search. We've, we've been able to implement this with organic search as well. So we'll look at referrers uh, for clients, and if it comes from an organic search referrer, we'll swap out the phone numbers on the website um, so that we can do call tracking for organic search. So it's it's really an interesting situation because so much value comes from being able to prove that the work you do for a client is providing results. And if the client gets most of their needs or most of their uh, contact with potential customers through telephone calls, in SEO in particular, it's really hard to prove that you are the source for that telephone call. Yeah. Um, but call tracking is one way to do it. Yeah, and so what, uh, i trying to remember, I mean, I don't actually handle the pay-per-click personally anymore. It's a problem with not being on the on the ground running around here with some of my clients. It's mostly my staff, but um, what are you, what did you use or have you heard most about in terms of, of call software that does this? There, there's a number of them out there that are doing it. Um, 
we used MarTex for a while specifically for their call tracking. Um, I don't believe we're still using them. I'm trying to think of who we're using now. I don't remember off the top of my head. I know that uh, for our organic stuff, uh, we have a company that we work with directly that kind of has its own custom program uh, built for call tracking. You can buy these numbers in bulk. You can buy these tracking numbers where you own the call tracking number and you can report it or you rent the call tracking number um, for a specific campaign. There's so many options on how to do this and, and vendors to do it with. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, be, just be really careful that, A, if you're using a call tracking number specifically for pay-per-click, that those pay-per-click landing pages with the call tracking number do not get indexed in search. Yes. You, you, normally, you do not want your pay-per-click landing pages indexed in search anyway, but it's much more important when you're using call tracking numbers because you don't want it to lose any kind of citation or NASA information that's out there on the web. Uh, plus, if it's indexed in search, the, the, the data you're getting from this call tracking is now skewed because you want it to come from your pay-per-click. You want pure pay-per-click data, but if it's indexed in search now, you also have search data coming in, so that call tracking data is now going to be skewed a little bit. So be really careful about how you do that on the PPC side. Yeah, and, and to be clear to our, our uh, small business users, uh, this may be a little boggling, but the fact is you can track uh, based on so what happens is is you do an ad, uh, a campaign and you want to know uh, how many people um, have called you versus clicking on your link. And because uh, obviously if there's a click and they go to your website, you can track that. You know, okay, this campaign delivered this much in terms of uh, traffic and hopefully conversions in, in, in sales. But if they call, there's no way to track that. So from a, a marketing perspective, from marketing agencies, we, we get a little frustrated because we don't have the ability to prove to you that, that what we've done has been working. So uh, call tracking allows us to attach each campaign to a particular phone number, or even you can go as granular as keywords, I believe. Um, it's been a while since I've used one, but um, and the one I did find that that rings a bell is Twilio, T W I L I O, and uh, that's one that I've I've run into and had a discussion before. I think once once or twice at different uh, conferences in in the uh, expo floor. Anyway, it seemed like a decent company. And in any case, uh, what they can do is is give you phone numbers and attach them to it and mount it, monitor it for you, and you combine the data and and show your clients or we show our clients that uh, there has been some uptick from sales that are direct from phone calls now example here um, Google has and this is a quote uh, from this uh, article Google has reported that 70% of mobile res- our searchers have called a business directly from search results uh, BIA Kelsey estimates inbound phone calls from mobile search will grow from roughly 40 billion this year to 70 billion in 2016. Another quote here is nearly a third, or 31% of the search marketers polled said their marketing team gets no credit for driving inbound calls. And you know the 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 crux of this was that as a result, people aren't putting as much money into this kind of marketing because they don't think they're getting any money back from it. You know, they're not getting the sales where in fact, or conversions where in fact they are, it's just not being tracked. Yeah. And the interesting thing is uh, I've heard rumors that and it may have already launched in beta that Google is going to start providing call tracking services, which makes a lot of sense, you know, you know with their history of 
providing tools for marketers that are helpful to small businesses. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you get to come out with this mainstream before too long. Well, it already is, I believe, and um, it is the one issue that I've I've run across in doing this research was that it, there have been issues where uh, Google's recycling the numbers, so there have been some conf- conflicts and confusion there. Well, that, um, and that happens yeah. that happens in all call tracking services; those numbers get recycled. Yeah, if you is, don't if you don't buy it, right? Yeah, yeah, which is why we kind of re- you know I personally recommend if you can afford it. Buy your own number. And just to make sure that people are clear, when we're talking, you know, these numbers, it's not a brand new telephone number for your business per se. What it is, is you get another phone number, but what happens is that number redirects to your existing phone numbers. So someone can call this number, and then it forwards the call directly to your existing numbers. But in that forwarding process, there's a lot of things they can do with technology. They can record the phone calls. They can, they can tie it into analytics and tracking. So you understand where things came from before that phone call was made. And there's a lot of technology that happens because of that redirected phone call. Which is, so when we say you're getting a new number, yes, it's a published number, but it redirects to your existing phone numbers. Yeah, and 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 the cost of buying these numbers is, is negligible. I mean, when I did work with one a while ago, personally, I was managing campaigns. This is a number of years ago, but they were only $25 to buy the number after you're finished with them. And then it's just it's just like a redirect. You just make sure it's attached to your phone number. That's it. Uh, there's yeah. no extra cost and involved. And, when, and if you're looking at it, ask the service. Some of these services don't let you buy the numbers. They want you to lease it. That's one of the ways they keep you locked into their service. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, ask that question before you sign up with the company, if you can own the number or have your own call tracking numbers. Excellent tip. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, okay, well, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, I've uh, got a few points here and a couple questions. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, 
Your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. So, uh, I've had a couple of frustrating issues this week. I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy this, uh, just because you've run into it many week? times. Yeah, just this week, yes. Um, oh, drives me crazy when, okay. We had a, a client who decided that you know they needed to cancel the services because they just weren't focused enough. They needed to get their website redone. I said, no, no problem. I understand. And just keep in mind that when you do launch your new site, you make sure to call us and let us know so that we can ensure that the, there's redirects done, that everything's working perfectly. It can be a quite a, a, a deal, ordeal, switching from one website to another. Well, um, we had, they happened to have left us with their webmaster tools access. and. Good luck, unlucky for them, they did, because we got a notice. Um, or actually, we were, we track how many landing pages, the top landing pages there are in a given month for each of our clients, just to see if there's any dips or spikes and anything like that. And there's they went down to zero from 40 or so. Went, oh God! So I looked into it, and sure enough, two months ago their new site had launched. And again, these aren't our clients anymore. Um, we just happen to have this data coming in. Um, Two months ago, they launched their site with uh, a blocked robots tag. So the, <laughs> their entire site is... I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but... <laughs> we laughed laugh. in, in horror. <laughs> but I mean, they, they essentially, the, the developers, for all the layman's out there, their developers created a site, that, and while they were creating it, and in the development phase, they made sure that Google couldn't index the content. They couldn't read it, so they wouldn't add it to the search, which would have created duplicate but, content, right? This is good. Which is the right thing to do. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, when they, they did the switcheroo and switched the sites, they forgot to remove that. So, essentially, Google was going, oh, hey, a new site. Oh, this is a new site, but we're not allowed to read it. Oh, okay, we'll take you out of the index. Ah! Well, in this case, they didn't take them out, but they, they, all they are left with, if you do a, a search for their domain, is a whole bunch of URLs for titles, and then the description says this site has been blocked due to robots.txt, or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, so I called them, and then I found out also, you know, this quote-unquote new site had horrific page speed scores. I mean, it's just across the board, and they'd added no index follow tags to every single page as well. I mean, it was just... <laughs> Butchered. Like I can, I can tell you when I talk to businesses about SEO, and I get that pushback when they say, "Well, we're not ready to do SEO yet because we're not ready to redesign our site." That is my absolute favorite pushback when I get someone saying, "I don't want to do SEO because I'm redesigning my site." That's the best possible time to to, to convince them and talk to them about the, the necessity of doing SEO during a redevelopment process. I mean, yeah. that's the best possible time to do it. 
And if that's the reason they're not doing it, it's a great conversation. It's a beautiful conversation to have with somebody about, you know, why this should be done during the redesign process, during the redevelopment, or even before your site launches. Um, it's a great conversation to have, and it usually ends up uh, allowing you to show your knowledge, to, to give, help build that trust with that client that, hey, these guys kind of really know what they're talking about. And it's usually a great conversation. Just saying. It's my favorite pushback. Well, it is, um, except I find it never, or not never, but rarely pay, pays off because uh, they often say, well, that's, that's very good, that's good, we'll, we'll let you know when we're at that stage, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, because they've got so much they have to do before it even gets to that stage, and they're often putting it off, et cetera, et cetera. They always forget well, us. Well, <laughs> next time you know this, next time you get that conversation, Ross, say, hey, let's reschedule this call. I'm going to get my friend John on the call, and I'll close the sale for you. I guarantee you'll get it. I, I love that conversation. Okay, I'll take you up on that. Now, another one, same week, um, had a guy come in, and uh, I couldn't believe my ears. The design company refused to do the 301 redirects from his new site, to, from his old site to the new site. Refused. And uh, well, they what also, was their reason? They, he didn't give me a reason. And I, I do wonder if there's more to the story. But, I mean, I know there was a lot of links. So it would have been pretty intensive, and it wasn't simple because uh, it wasn't a matter of just doing a um, some coding to do it mass. You'd have to do it page by page. But you know what? <laughs> he lost a lot of business from that because uh, you know, all these dead links, and they had credit juice, and you know they had, they had a lot of link on a lot of link juice on them. People had link to them, um, and also they created. So let's say, and this is a, an accommodation site, let's say you go to um, hotel spas, you'd find this hotel. But you could also find the same hotel under, or no, sorry, hotel spas, hotel motel, but you could also find this, this hotel under spas in a different direct, subdirectory. Well, that's normally great. The only thing is, is they didn't all link to the same page. They all had unique pages with the same content for that hotel. So, and they didn't use a canonical tag. So in other words, every single directory that happened to have the same hotel um, or whatever it might have been for that accommodation, uh, that locale, would have had duplicate content. So it so, was so just a mess. In both these cases, it sounds like it was a design firm that was, was either convincing a client that they could handle the SEO side or a client saying, well, let's do this design stuff first and then do the SEO, where... And it's just a matter of education on the client side. Thinking, look, SEO is, and I've said this, and we've said it on the show, and I think you and I even talked about it. SEO is not something you do to a website. It's part of the website development process. It should be part of what your strategy from the day you think about building a website to the day you decide to turn it off. And by saying it's an add-on later, you see yourself a huge disadvantage, um, and, and the clients themselves. You know, are doing themselves a huge disadvantage by not saying, okay, let's make this part of the, an integral part of the entire process when we're building this or redesigning this website. And, and yeah. that, to me, where the real critical piece is, where, the, where they're missing. And when you're talking to a client about this issue, that's what you, that's the, that's the goal in my mind, is to have them understand that this SEO work is not something we've paced on after the fact. It's an integral part of the entire process. You need to do keyword research to decide how you structure your navigation. Things like that are part of the design process, the structure building process. It's not just 
adding some header H1 tags and a title tag after you launch. Yeah. Well, and and the one thing, everyone out there, please, it doesn't. I, I don't. I, at this point, <laughs> I'm getting jaded. After you know, it doesn't matter what your, your your web design company says. If they say they can do SEO, don't listen. Get a third party. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just it, the the amount of design companies that uh, that I want to give them credit. I want to say, yeah, the, no problem. They probably know what they're doing. They are busy enough keeping up with just design all the different uh, learning curves and design that are happening these days, keeping up with SEO, good luck. And if the person well, has... It, yeah. Sorry? I'll tell, you this, I'll tell you this story. Just this week, I, I, got, a, I got a design company story this week, too. My sister called me. Her and her husband own a um, big upholstery business in Tennessee. And she called me and she said, they're getting another website built for another division of their business. And she's talking to this company, and the design company's they, they've got a really good look and feel. They did really good design work, but they're saying they can do the SEO too. Like, okay. So here's a bunch of questions you should ask. So I give her a list of questions to ask these guys. Uh, she's going to do an interview talk to them. And they talked to her for two hours. She called me afterwards. She said, this is great. They know what they're talking about. They, we talked for two hours about all this stuff. They answered all the questions you, you asked me. I said, good. So what were the answers? And I'm like, she's like, well, I don't remember. I'm like, well, okay. I told you to ask, did they change their strategy for Pigeon when it came out a few months ago when it comes to local search? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about Pigeon. What they told me was Pigeon was a made-up name by the industry, and it really wasn't named Pigeon, and that it didn't matter much because <laughs> it was a made-up name. But, that, but that's the kind of thing. They talked to her for two hours with the answers like that, and she was excited because they sounded like they knew what they were talking about, Right. But I don't know, because that's the only one she would remember. She had a bunch of notes. We're still going to talk about it later. But to me, I'm now at these red flags about, okay, if they're talking about pigeons in the matter because it was a made-up name, there's some problems here, right? Right. Well, you know, and actually I'm probably going to have her talk to you, Ross, because you're much more in her, her business is much more geared towards the work you do. So remind me after the show and I'll, I'll get your contact. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I'd love to help, help her out. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, you'll never you'll never get anything but most of the time pushback from a design company if you want to bring in a third party for for doing web marketing or SEO. But the fact is, uh, they know it's a cash cow if they if they don't know what they're doing, but they're still charging full price. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah. and and really, it doesn't cost much if you go to a person like uh, what let's say on average, if I'm helping someone just to, just to make sure that the SEO is done right during the beginning. It would be between 100 and maybe 500 bucks. That's it, just to make sure the site is done properly for SEO and that it, it ends up launching properly for SEO. That's it. I mean, that's nothing compared to what you could lose if you get this done wrong. I mean, imagine what this company's lost now from having their site blocked and the other one from having all those duplicate contents and no redirects. It's devastating. Ay, 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 ay. Just. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right. Well, um, hmm. We talked a lot longer than I, I do, expected. <laughs> yeah, I do, I, do want to, I do want to say one more thing um, about news or what that happened this week. Um, basically, it's a rest in peace kind of announcement. Um, Google has officially said they are no longer updating PageRank toolbar. Woohoo! Yay! Thank God. It's completely, it's never going to be updated again. So please, 
after we got finally, finally officially stopped talking about the page rank. Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> yes, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, more thankfully, but that uh, I don't imagine it's ever going to disappear as long as it's still showing up some reason, some way or another. And they're I always don't know why they didn't take it off the toolbar altogether. I mean, they said we're not going to update anymore. Just get rid of it. Not that I know anybody that has the Google toolbar installed anymore, but I'm sure somebody does. Well, it's a good BS detector. I love it when people say that they've. Um, they got this firm that's talking about PageRank and their score, and I'm like, oh dear. <laughs> well, yeah, I know now exactly. they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh, let's get to one question. I know we're tight now, but on time. But I, I really uh, thought this was a good one. Um, okay, so <laughs> this is a question from Daniel in our community forum. Uh, on S our SEO 101 community page within Google Plus. He says, hello, I'm facing a big problem. I had, I had commented on a blog post, and it was an approved comment. After two or three days, I'm now seeing over 250 backlinks are showing up from this site alone. I can't understand why I'm upset. What do I do? How do I fix this? Is this going to hurt me? Uh, that's the gist. And... and uh, First of all, if there's 2,500 backlinks that came from a single comment, the site is a, is garbage anyway. Um, that means they must have tags galore. Can you imagine how many yeah, tags they must crazy. have? That's crazy. Um, and and if let's say any of you out there have this experience where you find that you've got a ton of backlinks that just appear from one website, and it's not something you ever want to be associated with, and you know you can't remove a link from those sites usually it's a pain in the butt you can ask you can try but it's really not much worthwhile i would simply add that link to your disavow just don't disavow the entire domain and if you type in yeah. how, how to disavow on google it's a joke it's so easy they made it really simple to their credit and uh or just call call us i mean it's very simple to do and then you don't have to worry about it you don't have to think about it um that's, it's just mind-boggling though 2500 from one comment yeah, that, you, you got to think that site's got some serious duplicate content issues. <laughs> <laughs> serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he he knew that in two or three days. What the heck is he using to track his links? Yeah, that is kind of unless it showed up in. Yeah, it wouldn't show up in Webmaster Tools that quick. No, um, Majestic, I guess, is pretty race. Yeah, maybe it's Majestic. They're hey, pretty fast on the update. Majestic. Yeah. I guess the other question to ask are those links followed or no followed? There, yeah, that's true. And I don't know. I didn't get the impression it was that technical, but uh, it's a good question as well. Either way, it, you know, you can't go wrong doing it as a foul. And, and if it is a uh, no follow, then you don't have to worry about it at all anyway. Um, Correct. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what site he's, he's hanging out on either. But uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel, I hope that, yeah. that helps if you're listening in. It's uh, it's a very simple fix. And I did post that as well in, in the forum. And what the hell, let's get one more in here. Um, this is a question from Adam Wilson. He says, what's the best practice when an old page, which has long been removed, still has historical inbound links? These inbound links are causing 404s in Google, Google Webmaster Tools, so I want to do a 3-1 redirect. In some instances, it's easy to know where the relevant content has moved to, and thus a 301 redirect is, is simple. When there's no clear-cut page, what do I do? Do I link it to the home page, or do I 
or what? Um, and he got concerned after watching a best practice for redirects video from Moz. Um, and the responses were interesting. Um, I believe Mark Taylor said, you know, if it's if it's not of any importance um, and there's simply nothing you can redirect to, just leave it as a 404. Um, yeah, he was concerned about um, this gentleman. Adam was concerned about just redirecting these people to his home page that maybe that would hurt. Now, what's your take on it, John? Well, usually, if if there's a if you have a category structure or a hierarchy of pages in the site, usually I, I try to back it up one level. So if you have a page that's in a section that's in a group of sections, you know, first if it makes sense, back it up to the section or redirect it to the section. Try to keep the relevancy as tight as possible, right? So going just immediately back to the home page kind of dilutes the relevancy. So if you have a category or a section, that probably was the first place I'd go from a redirect if it makes sense. But Mark, Mark is absolutely correct. If, if it doesn't make sense and there's nothing clear, you know, as far as where it should go, 404 is the proper way to do it. Even if it's, I mean, if you've got backlinks, going to that page, just because they're backlinks doesn't mean they're going to be valuable and you want to make sure you, you redirect them. You know, if they're not relevant to somewhere else in your site, they're not going to be a great resource for your site anyway, right? That's right. <clears throat> and, and, you know, a couple things. One is, uh, one of the follow-up comments is dead on is right, dead on correct as well. And that is that, uh, you know, if you're going to do a 404 page, make sure it's an enhanced 404 page. So they're not just saying 404 error. You know, they're saying, hey, but this might be other content you're interested in. You know, that's very simple to do. And, and if you don't have that on your site, you can easily check just putting uh, yourdomain.com or whatever it is, slash blah. And if you don't get an error page so, that ha- is, is default. There, there, is, there, is, there is a correct way to check that one. <laughs> yourdomain.com slash SEO101Rocks. Ah, uh, there you go. But we really do we really want that yeah. to go to a 404? <laughs> 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 Only if they have an enhanced one, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So if it's enhanced, you should see something. It should be in your template, and you should see a little more info, like kind of in, a, a very uh, inviting info to look through the rest of your site, right? It's very simple to do, too, yep. for any kind of webmaster or designer. And the other thought is, if, if and this is just from the uh, traffic the traffic core that I, I sometimes am, and that is uh, if you've got a lot of traffic going to that old page or a lot of links, well, you don't maybe want to make it a 404. Is there a way for you to write another piece of content that um, would use that to some purpose? Is there some way to, to, to you know, maybe you don't have the product anymore or maybe the there's something about it that doesn't, you know, the, the reason there's a reason you had to pull the page, right? But if there's some way whatsoever that you can create content that would keep that, that traffic on your site, do it. I mean, if it's if it's a big driver, don't let it just go to 404. Right, absolutely. So yeah. I know we're running long, so can I, can I ask you a question? Basically, we're going to run a little longer. So what's your opinion on something? So I, I ran across the technical issue today that I've never seen before, right? And it's it, it's kind of weird. So we, we've got a site, cleveland.com, right? And if you search in Google for real estate agents in Cleveland, okay, we're ranked number two for a page on cleveland.com. Well, that page is a redirect to our, we have a real estate subdirectory, we have all the real estate listings, all this kind of stuff. The redirected page that is ranking number two is a 301 redirect. But it's indexed, it's ranking number two, you put it in a header response tool, it says 301 redirect, 
but it's but it's the page is indexed as ranking number two for a pretty pretty high value search term. And I can't figure it out. I just wanted to see if you had any thoughts about that. Uh, the only thought I have about it is uh, more of a question myself. It's one of these classics where it just seem to raise more questions. Is I wonder if if Google has left that there because there are just so many links to that 301 redirect and maybe from, I don't know, I'm, I'm grasping here. Maybe it's from a, a, a site that has so much uh, clout that they wanted to maintain it. It seems like a glitch to me, though. Yeah, and, and I thought about that, too, and that the, the backlink profile for that particular page isn't that strong. Mm. The domain is, is extremely strong, um, so that, that's a valid point. It's just really weird, and it goes to me to point with the fact that there's nothing black and white in, in SEO. Everything has, um, there's outliers, there's exceptions for everything, even 301 redirects, in my opinion. So when we're talking about we need to do this, we need to do that, it's nothing black and white in this space other than hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's gray hats too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen that recently as well, although it might have been just your example, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's always boggling. Actually, yes, it was with another client, and they had the same issue. Uh, but it was a competitor who had just a blank page that was a 301 that was showing up. So I guess it happens. Why the hell it happens, I don't know. I guess Google is full of surprises, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> wow. Well, that was a good show. I think uh, I hope we gave a lot of value to everyone there. And, and uh, if you have any questions whatsoever, please do go to our, our community page on Google+. That's SEO 101. Just type that in on Google+, and you'll find us easily enough. And there's a lot of great people answering questions and being responsive there. Um, if, you know, if you have any also questions directly, please contact me via email, ross at stepforth.com. You can contact John through Twitter, at John Carcutt. And, uh, well... Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes of SEO 101, which now air at a new time. Uh, it's going to be at here. Where is it here? Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Woohoo! New time. All right. Woohoo! Yeah. Middle of the week, so people don't have excuses anymore. Yes. So again, that's 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Uh, it's just a time that John and I are struggling to find a good time that we both can uh, as closely as possible surely make it <laughs> and definitely have content right. for you so uh, we want to keep this going and we have a lot of fun doing it so thank you for listening awesome thanks for listening everybody This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors.
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.